Happy Good Friday, my friends. My name is Thad Riley, and this is episode 178 of the Thadcast. And I'm very excited, obviously, about this episode because it is Good Friday. It's a day that we have recognized in our world for two millennium. It's a day where we take a step back and we look at this day in the history of Jesus and not only all that he has done for us, but what he is currently doing for us and what will be done by him for those who love Jesus, know Jesus, and follow Jesus. So it's an exciting day, to say the least. And so this one might go a little bit longer than that, five to seven minutes, but give me some grace if you would, because I just want to make sure that we leave this episode with you with an understanding of um, maybe a little bit different, a few different thoughts about what Good Friday, um, Good Friday is. And of course, where do we go for the, for the story is obviously into the scriptures. Now, every book of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all has a little bit of a different take on this day. And, and let me just walk through the day with you. It's, it's a day that we would look at. Um, this is the day where a large mob come to find Jesus. And they've got swords and they've got clubs. And they find him standing there uh, in a garden, having finished praying to his father and, and saying to the father, you know, Lord, if there's any other way but this, please. But if not, your will be done. And he, he almost says this with a dread, but a grateful spirit of what is, of who God is and what is about to happen. And so I want to take you to a passage in Luke 22. And I think this is a really important passage because it delivers a little bit of the mindset of Jesus. And it, it just caught me as like, this is so, this is so good. So let me read this to you here from Luke 22, verse 47. And I was talking about that mob coming. But even as Jesus said this, a crowd approached, led by Judas, one of the twelve disciples. Judas walked over to Jesus to greet him with a kiss. But Jesus said, Judas, would you betray the Son of Man with a kiss? When the other disciples saw what was about to happen, they exclaimed, Lord, should we fight? We brought the swords. <laughs> And one of them struck, and I laugh at that. I, I laugh at that statement because this is so unlike the disciples we've read. It's like, we brought the swords. I mean, like, these, like, giant, I can imagine these foreign instruments. They're like, they're here. What do we do with them? Um, and then one of them, uh, most likely Peter, then struck the high priest slave, slashing off his right ear. But Jesus said, no more of this. And he touched the man's ear and healed him. And this is the part that I wanted to, to really just sit on for a second. This next part here. Then Jesus spoke to the leading priests, the captains of the temple guard, and the elders who had come for him. Am I some dangerous revolutionary, he asked, that you come with swords and clubs to arrest me? Why didn't you arrest me in the temple? I was there every day. But this is your moment, the time when the power of darkness reigns. So good. So good. Because we know what the story is. It's going to happen. And from here, Jesus is taken to a trial. 
And it's not just any trial. It's it's a messed up trial. I mean, it's at night, first of all. There were never, in Jewish culture, there were never, ever, ever trials at night. Ever. It just didn't happen. So they had this late night trial of Jesus where no one can attend, right? Public trials, That this is the Jewish culture. This is the culture of the day. And, and something like this never happened. So it was already going against, you know, the, the belief systems of everyone in town, what was about to happen. And so he's convicted and he's taken before Pilate, who has to make the decision and there's pressure and all these things happen in one way or another. Jesus is convicted to, uh, to death on the cross. But before he goes, he's greeted by a battalion of soldiers, about three to 500 soldiers, and he's beaten, just bloodied. And then he drags his own cross uh, uh, to the hill called Golgotha, uh, the place of the skull, also known as Calvary, and marches up it uh, with, with the help of Simon the Serene. And the cross is put down in the ground. Jesus is nailed to the cross and uh, left there to uh, to die. It's a death of suffocation. It's obviously the most horrible way to die that you can pretty much imagine. I mean, you're suffocating for hours and hours, hanging um, with barely any clothes on before the entire world. I mean, it's humiliating, and you're dying publicly over a period of hours. So, um, you know, it was, it was beyond anything I think what you and I can reconcile in our head. Yet we call this this horrific act in history, we refer to this day as as Good Friday. Why do we call it Good Friday? I don't know if there is a better person in this moment than to describe this for us than John Piper does. John Piper real I don't mean better person, but a better description. John Piper wrote this a few years ago. And he writes this as Christian, so a person who follows Jesus, and death having a conversation. And I'll read this to you, as, as the text says here from John Piper. Uh, Christian says, Hello, death, my old enemy, my old slave master. Have you come to talk to me again, to frighten me? I am not the person you think I am. I am not the one you used to talk to. Something has happened. Let me ask you a question, Death. Where is your sting? Death sneeringly replies, My sting is your sin. Christian, I know that, Death, but that's not what I asked you. I asked you, where is your sting? I know what it is, but tell me where it is. Why are you fidgeting, Death? Why are you looking away? Why are you turning to go? Wait, death, you have not answered my question. Where is your sting? Where is my sin? What? Y you have no answer? But death, why do you have no answer? How will you terrify me if you have no answer? Oh, death, I will tell you the answer. Where is your sting? Where is my sin? It is, O oh death, oh, I'm sorry, it is hanging on that tree. God made Christ to be sin, my sin. And when he died, the penalty of my sin was paid. The power of it was broken. I bear it no more. Farewell, death. 
You need not show up here again to frighten me. God will tell you when to come next time. And when you come, you, death, will be his servant. For me, you will have no sting. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. That is why we celebrate Good Friday, because death is silenced because of Jesus. Because all of our eternity through Jesus is handled. Not by us, not by the law referring to our good works or the life that we've lived. Jesus did all of the heavy lifting for us. And through the brutalness, the brutality, the dread, the agonizing death that Jesus faced, the just pure destruction of his body, we can rejoice in that sacrifice because of what it means for us and those who love, know, and follow Jesus for all of eternity. That is why we call it Good Friday. That is why we would reconcile to celebrate such a day for two millennium. And I hope this day finds you sober, yet encouraged by the goodness of God, the sacrifice of Jesus, and the manifestation of his love for us for all of eternity. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Thadcast, and until next time, may you be blessed.